human being or a human doing? So many of us go through life busy and on a schedule. We've become a society of human doings. We get stuck in a life that seems to lack passion and energy. Have you disconnected at an unconscious level? Are you going through the motions instead of living an animated, connected life? We know what you mean. Then the pandemic hit and it changed everything worldwide. Now we isolate to protect ourselves. We're letting fear make all our choices for us. We've accepted the unacceptable. When you've disconnected from life, I can give you an example of what it looks like. Maybe something doesn't go your way or you start off the day on the wrong foot and you feel a little bit grumpy or resentful. You disengage on purpose, with purpose. We choose disconnection. We surrender the possibility of joy. Do you have days like that? Let's say you had to cancel a better offer to take care of a work or a business issue. You're there, but you're not present. What can change that? It's funny, but a positive, grateful customer or coworker can change the whole day. Because connection is the key to good living. We were created for it. When we isolate or pull away from others, it causes pain. Okay, maybe not the pain of a broken bone or a migraine headache, but it causes pain at a more subversive level. It sets us up to be among the living dead who bump through life, not enjoying even a moment. Okay, so you're succeeding in other areas. Big whoop. Maybe you're accumulating money or things, but that doesn't ensure connection and joy. Maybe you belong to clubs. You show up to functions. But without real connection, there's no interaction and therefore no real reward. Is that enough? Or are you shorting yourself at a level that's robbing you of the best that life has to offer? I'll ask you some questions. You decide by your answers. Do you notice the small but wonderful things in life like a bird song or a flower that blooms? Do you do your work without question, acting like a machine? Like you're a ritual, ritualistic person that has to do the same thing day in and day out? Can you stop your schedule because you get a better offer? Like a conversation with a friend or meeting someone new? In your everyday life, do you interact? Do you look people in the eye? Do you touch? Do you focus on their words and their emotions? Are you connected to them? I know it's been hard, especially with the pandemic and the six feet apart and the wearing a mask and the understanding what they're saying and asking them to repeat it. I know it's hard, but we've got to do the work because connection is the key to good living. Let me ask you this way. Do you validate others regularly? When you're being waited on in a restaurant, do you say please and thank you to the waiters? How about the grocery cashiers or other people that serve you? Do your coworkers come to you with their stories? Is it purely work or do they tell you about their personal things? How about your children and your grandchildren? Do people see you as open to receive their truth? 
Here's another way to look at it. When you're angry or upset, do you withdraw? Do you stay that way longer than an hour? An afternoon? A day? These questions are going to tell you important things about yourself. Are you withdrawing from life through the process of disconnection? You can't blame the pandemic for everything. You've got to get out there and live your best life. And I'm telling you, connection is essential. Keep your hand out to those who are open to connection. Keep your hand out to those who aren't. Try to get them to reconnect. Be the customer that's grateful. Be the son or daughter or friend or aunt or uncle who knows it's a hard time of life and it's a hard day for the parent. Be the spouse who notices the details in place because of your better half. Honor other people. Recognize their worth. Believe it or not, it'll make you feel more worthy yourself. I'm going to give you four ways to reconnect. They're pretty simple, but we just have to think about them. The first one is to choose it. You have to want connection to get it. Remember the three frogs on a log story? There were three frogs on a log. One of them decided to jump off the log. How many frogs are left? Three. They made a decision, but they didn't take the action. So when you choose to connect, you have to actually act on that choice. Number two, do it. That's right. Be the third frog that jumps. (laughs) To connect, you have to take actions. You have to open up to it. You have to let others in. You have to let people get to know you. This may sound fearful. Not just because you're six feet closer to the person. It's fearful to share yourself. Intimacy can be difficult because it makes us vulnerable. But what fears are you really fighting? Are you afraid to be rejected? Are you afraid of being controlled or dominated? Or, on the other hand, are you afraid of losing control? Are you afraid of being wrong? Are you afraid of not being enough? Are you afraid if you connect, people won't value you as high as you think they should? Here's a big one. Are you afraid of conflict? A lot of fears are formed in fantasy. They start with if, and in our minds, they always end in torment. This is unreasonable. There is no reason. Get these fears out of the way. They are fantasy. They are not real. Take a chance on other people. You'll be surprised how many good ones are out there. The third thing I'm going to ask you to do is feel. In an effort to protect ourselves, we get numb. Remember, for many of us, that's why we disconnected in the first place. Our feelings, our emotions are important, but they're, they're not always right. They do indicate what we need to note. If your listening is on the other side of this and your partner always shuts down, this is likely the reason. Don't get angry. Get compassionate. Let them know you feel them moving away and tell them you'll be there when they move into trust again. Tell them you long for the day when they can tell you their fears and be real with you so that you can help them carry the load. For both sides, improve your spirit life. Go to, the, go, go to the source. Go to God. 
Ask him to help you understand. Ask him to help you allow someone else to be afraid and you to stay put, to not move away from them. Ask him to help you be afraid and not move away from the person you know loves you. After all, God is love. This interference is a lack of love and it can be remedied by the source of all love. The fourth thing I'm going to suggest is a tougher one. You got to know yourself. What are your patterns? Are you a controller? It comes in unlikely ways. Many of us think it's only the bossy people that wear this label, but that is not so. Other ways abound. One way you control is by giving in. When you don't share your preferences or views, you may think you're, you're being timid or submissive. It could be that you're trying to control what the other person thinks of you. This is not love. Sharing your real self is the act of love. Speak your preferences. Speak your truth, even if your voice shakes. The second thing about knowing yourself, are there untreated addictions? Let's face it, when somebody walks in addiction, they withdraw from their true self. Not sharing becomes a way of life. Hiding things is the routine. This is key. They're trying to avoid feelings. That is where a lot of addiction starts. So get help. Admit the weakness. Without recovery, an addict is doomed to disconnection as a regular way of life. The third thing. Are you closed down on activities and behaviors? Some of us cut ourselves out by tying ourselves up with other actions that preclude connection. What do I mean? Anybody out there know a workaholic? A workaholic is disconnected. Any parents of young people who stay up all night playing video games and then they sleep all day? It's a way to disconnect. We can shut people out with activity. You know, some addictions aren't just drugs, alcohol, food, gambling, the ones that we hear about. Reading, TV, Facebook, there are so many ways to use an activity to disconnect. The final one is, are you the ultimate judge? Do you spend all your time teaching people the right way or the actual correct answer? Do you tear apart other people's actions, feelings, and comments so they don't want to engage with you? Do you criticize? Are you a nag? This you can be like that from time to time, but if it's a regular way of life, this is a design for disconnection. This is a design to separate. No one will ever feel they can measure up to your standards, so they'll quit trying. And that can lead to anger. Anger can be intimidation. It's designed to override anybody else's feelings. It scares people and separates us from them. I think the biggest way that we separate from others, and you got to know this if you really know yourself, you're selfish, you're self-centered, you're always looking out for number one. Relationships are based on give and take. To connect with another person means you have to sometimes sacrifice your own wants and needs. If you're in relationship to get rather than to give, it will be a broken relationship. We attract what we know. 
So we're always going to draw this form of woundedness to ourselves unless we look at it, unless we get conscious. Otherwise, we're reliving a recipe for pain over and over. To reconnect with the world at large, you have to become close to people. It's important that you take it slowly at first and that you find safe people with whom to connect. Intimacy is sometimes called into me see. We want to develop this with one or with a few at least. It will make your life so much better. It will give your life new passion and joy. Come on now. We're all up against the same odds right now. We're fighting loneliness. We're fighting the pandemic. We're fighting brokenness in political views. We're fighting warring segments against each other. And we're sometimes caught in the middle. Connect anyway. I dare you. Connect. It will change your life. Actually, it will make your life more fun. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.